What's up, disc golfers? Welcome to episode 158 of the Disc Golf Podcast. My name is Robin. Alongside me, my longtime friend, avid disc golfer, Joe. America! We are uh, just basking in the glory of Independence Day here in America. It's been it's been marvelous. There was fireworks. There was alcohol. There was hot rods with big motors. There was a there was parade. Sc- scantily clad humans of both sexes because we don't discriminate. No. And just in general, lots of red, white, and blue. And... You know, some Americans uh, throwing it down out there in the Europe's. So, despite that, you know, I'm guessing Finland had very little to do with American independence and probably didn't care at the time. It still feels good to to have our American brethren get out there and just really show everybody what's up. I was really expecting to throw stuff at stuff. <laughs> like that was like the same inflection. Like it, it's a uh, get out there. I know. Whenever I said that, that's yeah. Probably, yeah. Like, hey. Well, you had like the <laughs> same, like little, little pause. Like I did. I did. I'm sure you thought about it for a second. I did actually. I just, it was dramatic pause. I was just trying to, you know, bait people into stuff and yep. things and, you know, America, right? Right, and with all that said, all of the the cool stuff and everything going on, uh, we did not partake in very much of... (laughs) We were very responsible humans. Uh, We went to bed at a reasonable hour. We uh, watched some uh, carefully calibrated explosives. We did. And uh, pretty much called it an evening. It was... Woke up, like, without a hangover, like, feeling okay. Played some gentleman-y cards. We did. We played a great card game. That was a good. That was a good throwback. Uh, played some fantastic. Felt right. You know, uh, very respectful card games. There's definitely no no insults hurled across the table. No well, issues. Not, not at anyone that mattered. Exactly. Yeah. Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> well, you always gotta give the shithead shit. Oh yeah. Well, especially when the shithead's like the little brother of one of the people sitting at the table. Yeah, of course. That's. And you know what? The only other person that got a good amount of shit was somebody else's little brother. <laughs> Accurate. It's almost like they're predisposed for right. for being pieces of shit. And technically, I'm a little brother, but n- nobody hangs out with my brother, so it's not the same. Ouch. Wow. Well, not like that. My point was James, I like you. There were two sets of brothers at the table. My brother was not sitting at said table, neither was mine. So, and he would have, yeah. He would have been on that end of things. He would have been on that little brother train. We all know it. Scoots talk. Now, is little brother a a literal thing, or is it something different? Is it is it just a mentality out in the world? Like you're, in my mind, you're a big brother. You're well, technically, I'm smaller than my brother. Your I, brother I understand is smaller that. than you. But I, by the way I framed the question, I was yeah. saying is 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 big brother something other than a an age-based physical status there's there's a mental piece like i I don't care i don't care what i'm doing with my life and can't believe you're answering this This is the stupidest question and uh too too late i'm already going uh i may be ahead of my brother in some place but you know i think if we were to fight or something i'd still lose just with that there's that mental part of the big brother Wow, that's uh. <clears throat> yep, I went totally in the wrong way, but we're just gonna move on. It's cool. 
I started it, so I finished it. So uh, what else were we talking about? <laughs> well. On this week's episode. Oh, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> That's it? You just wanted me to take it in? You don't have any other tidbits you want to you wanna drop in here didn't for 4th play, of July? Didn't, uh, didn't play any disc golf. We did. Uh, we did buy um, an Onyx. An- Annals. Annals. An- Annex. An- Annex. I'm still. I need Discraft uh, media department to get back to me on the pronunciation of the uh, Discraft Annex. Onyx. On it's 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 supposed to be Onyx, but why would you spell it like that? Just there's no rhyme or reason. It, I mean, it's. <sighs> I mean, why would you spell? Spell Zeus. It has K-O-N-G. nothing to do with that naming convention. Like, well, I mean, we now have, I guess, in what it was like an Egyptian thing for king or, or is that what it like is? That. I forget what it was. Oh, I never even paid attention, but I feel like Infinite has their whole disc line that that would fit in with. I I, I believe that it, that it Anax A N A X is Egyptian for like king or pharaoh or, or something like that. Um, and yeah, that's, that's really all I got. And then like, of course the Kong we talked about last week, changing to the Zeus. The Zeus. sounds like, you know, there's really just like a little bit of a complex going <laughs> but that on. Just, but- just, that makes it even more ridiculous. Like we're just going to choose gods from different like, uh, religions and times in life. Like, is that what this is about? It, it sounds like, oh, see, okay. So uh, it just googled it. Uh, so, uh, Anax uh, is is Greek for tribal chief. So that that'd be the thing. So it wasn't Egyptian. It was it was Greek. So there's now an Egyptian theme. So, so no. So it's Greek. Okay. Well, Greek. Zeus is a Greek god. Okay. If it's we're, we can roll Greek, I guess. I guess. I mean, I guess. I feel like we should come up. I bet we can figure out what the which is increasingly hilarious given the riff we had last week about like a, a you know certain devout couple yeah then having a naming convention on greek pagan gods but you know whatever it's cool it's cool um <laughs> the next one will be called the sawin <laughs> but it'll be spelled sam Hain, so no one will know what that is and uh the the hill of course have an understable mid-range called the hera which uh hannah's gonna hate she is not gonna like that disc at all Right. Uh I feel like I don't know what it would be. What 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 would the Medusa be? <laughs> it, it'll be uh Discraft's new overmold putter. I feel like they're gonna, you, you're not going to like the look at it, but it's it's, it's going to work. It's gonna, it's going to no it's going to be it's going to be a driver. It's going to be the Discraft uh Oh man, how did I just forget the name of the damn disc? The disc that no one likes um, the Groove Groove, yeah. The it's gonna be a groove. mimic of the groove. Yep. It's gonna be just end up in ponds. Yep. That's where people will find it. I mean I could see that. So let's see. Uh Anax. Uh I don't see pronunciation on here on this, but uh they're saying onyx. Right. Like like pronounce the A like ah on X. Like I guess that's that's how it's supposed to be done. At least that's what the Discraft people are are feeding us yeah i just i still I mean, and we're already seeing people throw them too yeah well so they're they're showing up in tournament coverage already well so. as as stated what started this is i pre-ordered two of them 
but essentially it's it's a tribal chief or king is the is the deal so this whole naming convention is going to be uh so far it's been greek and it's been like greek you know boss boss dudes zeus and then the annex which is a, a king or a tribal chief yeah so, i uh still not uh still not digging it but you know you guys do you um I, now you does know, it does it keep its name or does it change in the next six months i, I would hope it changes because this is the, this is the worst one like this is this is not good just in general you're just like trying to be cool and it's like nah, yeah. no you didn't you and it's really one letter away from being something you know which depending on who you are super cool or super weird yeah you know how however you want to define it we again here at the disc golf podcast journalists we don't judge but you know i i could see people perhaps switching some letters around and and making jokes about it again i don't judge right so (laughs) when when they uh, at some point they will have a child like it's gonna happen will they have a crazy ass name for that child or will it just be like a standard like Peter? Uh, I'm going with either Paul Jr. or Paulita. All right, Paulina. Paulina, yeah, Paulina's better than Paulita. Paul Jr. or Paulina. Sure, not gonna throw some crazy Greek name out there. Um, you know, given the lack of imagination on these last uh, disc names, no, I'm thinking it's going to be. Uh, like either Paul Jr., Paulino, or Paulina. One can only one can only hope. We'll find out eventually. De- definitely not making friends with the Macbeth family right now. Listen, I know they're listening. So, but you know, like when you're like the best disc golfer in the world, like you, he doesn't give a shit. Oh, what we're saying. Not. Why? Why would he? Right now we're talking, listen, right now we are talking about his new disc. Yeah. He is loving this shit. We, we pre-ordered too. We pre-ordered too, yeah. He's like, so, he's like, say all you want, you just sold me regardless, regardless, another hundred of these things. <laughs> regardless of what we say, we spent money and have not received it yet. Speaking of which, did, uh, did that hacker... End up getting those discs to your house? Uh, you know, it's the weirdest thing. It must be like one of those new uh, ethical hackers. But yeah, I did get the Big Z Luna. It showed up. I have not thrown it yet. Um, well, he's an ethical hacker. He's really, really into yeah. the tale of Robin Hood. And he was like, I should send free discs to a Robin. Exactly. That It's so weird. Um, I, I can't explain it. it. It also appears that he managed to have funds debit from our account. <laughs> oh. Which, very strange. See, um, so he stole from us to give to us? Yes. Uh, oh, you hacker. I still have not quite uh, filed all the paperwork to you know make it right. Well, they put that thing out that said uh, you have to return the goods. And you're like, well. But it, exactly. So at least I have something to show for it. So I do have a Big Z Luna here to uh, hold and fondle and just um, one go to sleep with. Well, I also, never mind. It's not, we don't even <laughs> talk about it. Um, how, did it, how, did it, how did it feel? It it felt great. I mean, I don't know. I it, I've been keeping it in a box. <laughs> it wasn't a roach. It it's wasn't. E- a, it's it's not a roach. evidence, so I'm technically supposed to keep it separate, so the police can see it. It's not a it's not a thing <laughs> we need to talk about. It's a 
definitely not important for the podcast. So we should probably move on from this and and <laughs> I love that they talk also, about disc golf. They also sent a beautiful uh, white lucid trespass too. Oh God, that thing is beautiful. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's a uh, straight hacked. I'm gonna. I'm definitely not going to take that beautiful white lucid trespass and and put a nice die on it and it's gonna be good thinking thinking something real nice well well Calvin Hobbs sorry I just uh I blacked out a little there um anyways we got a great episode for you tonight it's episode 158 uh we're gonna recap the uh Toonie sponsored by Dynamic Disc we had a couple of Americans over there and uh, a whole bunch of whole bunch of European disc golfers out in Finland playing a fantastic tournament. We're going to talk about the Discraft CCR Open, and then we're going to do our deer review, our world famous disc pairing, a disc and beer pairing, where we take a disc, we take a beer, we review them both, and let you know whether you should bring on the course. Tonight we have the Axiom Pyro, which is a five-speed, four-glide, zero-turn, 2.5 fade uh, mid-range. Overstable mid-range, and yeah. we're going to pair it with Rugged Lands by Jolly Pumpkins Artisan Ales, sent to us by Michael Morris, Hall of Fame listener, beer sender. Did we say Yulian sent us the pyros? Uh, I didn't, shit. Yulian sent the pyros. Damn it, Joe. Screwing up my read. Well, I'm screwing up my read. Yeah. You're, you're, you're pointing it out. I'm pointing it out so we make Not sure fair. that we give love to both of these but yes. fine gentlemen. You a uh, pyro sent by Yulian, amongst other things. Thank you, Yulian. Thank you. And uh, rugged lands by Jolly Pumpkins Artisan Ale, sent by Hall of Fame listener Michael Morris, a seven point three percent IPA. That's what I'm talking about. So should be should be fantastic. Hopefully, uh, we can make it through the episode. Oh, we will. Oh, don't you worry. Granted, we're basking in in the uh, the post Freedom Day lore so it's it's uh we got freed yesterday all right we we got freed we we recognized our freedom talked about our freedom i drank our freedom and just generally we're free (laughs) exactly exactly (laughs) how much more free can we talk about all right uh joe you want to you want to talk about the dynamic discs toonie sponsored by latitude 64 uh America showed up. America showed up. So there were a handful of big names at this tournament. Um, two of them American, two of them European, but that play regularly or have been playing regularly in the States. Um, two out of those four showed up all weekend. Uh, and surprisingly, or at least surprisingly to me, it was not the European two. I, I could not be more shocked. Like, the the top of this tournament makes sense to me, as in number one. Yes, Eagle Mink Man. Yes, that's that's honestly the only one that I, despite the injury issue, which I think was kind of over overplayed, and we kind of hinted at that in in previous podcasts. Uh, you know, kind of jokingly being like, "What the fuck, Eagle? Why you got to drop out for your shoulder thing?" And really, it was just him preparing for a long trip to Europe. Totally, and I and I brought that up too, and I said like he said something about Europe. I feel like he just was like, yeah, no, Paul's real good. Let me get out of here. But we had to riff on it, so that's oh yeah, that's what we were talking about. But at after that, who didn't expect to see Seppo or Leo Piernin or 
you know, Silver Lat, you know, some of these guys that Timo Neeson in, some of these guys that are Simon Lazat. Seppo Simon Lazat. Seppo Paiu. Like, these were the names that I expected to see at the top of these rankings. And Timu Nisanen. Yeah, I, I said him. Oh, sorry. I saw another Timu. There's, I, even, I think I even said, like, I could see a Timu at the top because I know there's, like, four of them. But these were the names that I expected to hear at the top of these ranks or see at the top of these ranks. And they were way down. And the result is a bunch of names that I'm probably going to slaughter. Which is why Joe is doing the no, read this week. <laughs> just to be like, Joe, why don't you, you give us our top ten for the Toonie? Top ten. There's like, come on, so many sixths. Come on, sixths. big guy, you can do uh, it. This is gonna be great. I'm gonna start at. Uh, oh, I'm gonna start at six because there's not a tenth, and it goes to eleven where there's a lot of eleven. No, so. you have to start at one. Just you know, start off. The uh, one. No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna build back up. I'm gonna start oh, in okay. sixth place. With uh, Samuel Stenman. <laughs> okay. And then also tied in six at 17 down, Jonas Alto. Okay. Uh, and sixth also at minus 17, Juna Heinenen. Okay. I like the way you're going so far. I think this is good. And then also in sixth at minus 17, Samuel Hannanen. This is remarkably similar names. Both first and last <laughs> totally, name are like swapped. This totally. is crazy. Uh, and then also tied in six at minus 17, Vaino Michaela. Michaela. I'm going to go with Michaela just because that looks good. Into it. Fifth, Linus Carlson. Okay. I think that's probably the only one we've at cured so far. Down, uh, at 20th, or minus 20 and fourth, Mikhail. Haim or Jaime? I'm going to go Hame. Hame, or Hame, that's totally what it is. Uh, in third at minus 21, Nicholas Antila. I like it. Uh, in two, Eric Oakley at 22 down. You, I you, nailed that I, one. You just uh, right down the one. gut. You killed uh, it. And in first place, minus 25, Eagle McMahon. And uh, you know what? I really hope all you European listeners out there don't take offense. We're trying the hardest we can. I yeah, there's no jokes behind that. I really was trying. Like we're really trying. There's all sorts of accent marks that I don't understand, and, and I'm not going to pretend and that I do. If you want to hit us up and and give us pronunciations on these, we will happily take them and and put them to good use. So. Oh yeah, Asco, if you want to if you want to uh, just record it, send it. We'll totally like play it on the pod. Had we uh, been, you know preparation type people we probably would have uh screenshotted this been like hey can you tell us how to pronounce this or googled it but yeah i mean that would have made sense but I, nonetheless I, back to our kind of lead on this one i expected eagle mcmahon to win because he is by far the most talented disc golfer in this field of players oh yeah without i mean he's the most arguably yeah. Um, and there's a big argument, but arguably, depending on who you talk to, you could say the most talented in the world, period. It, easily. You could you could make that argument for Eagle. Um, Eric Oakley is not compared to Simon Lazat uh, and Seppo specifically. Those two players. I throw Simon in there, too. I said Simon Lazat and Seppo. Oh, sorry. Um, oh, so, I, so, I heard when you said Simon, I heard Eagle somehow. No, like compared to, to Simon and Seppo, yep. you know, Eric Oakley to me is a tier below those two players. He is, but he's like the nicest dude. It, but he, he's still a great player 
and capable of playing well. And and but at the same time, I didn't expect these other guys to be so far down on on this leaderboard. So that was a big surprise. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I know we have some uh some people on Slack that were there. Um and it sounded like towards the end Simon was doing the I'm out of it Simon thing where he was just trying to throw crazy insane shots. Um which is great. I love that part of him like when he knows he's out he tries to do the crazy stuff. But he probably had a chance. I mean, he was in the top four, I think, after the first two rounds and then just fell off. Or maybe fell off during the second round and then just kind of decided to go and show in show mode rather than win mode. Could be. I mean, his his second round looked. Yeah, not bad. Or his third round looked fine. Um, or sorry, first round looked fine. His third round. Um, yeah, he definitely did not play well in his third round taking a seven on the final hole so yeah that's no good but i haven't i haven't watched any uh any footage on this one yet so. i watched i watched a good amount of the live it was like really good quality live yeah um, what was the name of that channel do you remember oh i don't i can look on the info i here. don't um it was it uh, so uh nbdg yeah um, but it totally like there was a dude um, doing like live commentary throughout it um, straight up. If you listen to the pre-show, uh, he he did a lot of whispering because you could tell he was like close to the players. Got it. So uh, but he was doing a good job and like it was really cool. I think when you think about Terry Miller when he does the and he's doing some post-produced stuff for this but when he does like the live commentary he is very even keel like he's been doing it long enough that big shots he will get a little bit like excited for but some of the stuff is just expected i think for the pro level players here and this announcer the live guy definitely like went up and down like with with cool shots and, and got uh-huh. super stoked about that's stuff. good I think no that's it great. was super fun like i i enjoyed it and he was like oh no he's not gonna like that like he definitely but on on cool shots and and stuff he definitely got very animated and i thought he did a great job the, the bits that i watched um it was cool that's fantastic i can't wait to check it out actually i should have time this weekend and uh, as always with new media companies popping up i'm i'm more than than uh willing to check that that shit out and and uh see how a new channel goes plus we see that there's going to be post produced by sm productions so i haven't watched any of that yet nope. i'll be interested um and then disc golf guy has stuff up already so that, that should be good yep so i'll be getting after that but i was primarily focusing i guess uh let's hit it was was there an fpo for for this tournament yes there was um, and sorry, I hit the wrong button. No, you're fine. So I, I, I would have said just like on when we talked about the, the MPO, if you had to ask me who was going to win, I would have said Kristen Tatar. Yeah. Well, she's because she competes in the U.S., so we know that name. And We know that name. We know how good she is. We, we've seen it before. But unfortunately, that was not the case. She ended up uh, losing by a stroke to uh, Jenny Eskelin. I'm going to say it that way. What do you think? What's your guess? Eskelinen. Eskelinen. I like that better. Yeah. That sounds better. But uh, 
and then we have uh, in in third place we have Heidi Lane at 17 over. So uh, we'll have Eskelinen at 12 over. We have Tatar at 13 over. Heidi Lane at 17 over, and Maris Perindi at 18 over. God, I really hope I'm doing these right. I'm so sorry. I know sorry, the next everyone. one. I'm not even going to touch. That's all you. And then I'm going to say, uh, Leica Sandvik. Sandvik. I'm into it. I think you did. That's great. At 22 over, and I'm just going to end it there because I feel like I did. I did. Yeah. No, you did. You don't want to go to the number nine. You don't want to mess with uh, that Ant- last I name. I think Antonia Faber. I can do fine. That's no, fine. look at look at number look at number nine. Oh, number that nine. Last oh, gosh, name. No, that I last got, name. I got nothing on on Sophie. Bjorlik. Yeah. Man, we're horrible people. I just I just feel like I need more culture. Every time I do this, I'm I just I feel like a stupid American. All right, let's just quit our job. And I don't want to feel like mo- that. Let's just move to Finland. Let's just move to Finland. I'm down. I hear Finland's great. I bet it's amazing. I mean, let's do it done i All mean right. how hard could uh, it looks like it'd be really hard to learn the language actually yeah like super hard but uh you know people just be laughing at us constantly well i feel like we a handful of our like european slack members are like expats and now like speak the language and stuff really i think i think i think really i feel like there's like one or two it could be but i thought i thought the other ones were 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 natives yeah, and I think the majority, but I think there's a few, a few there. Okay, uh, like uh, Casanova. Okay, is an expat for sure. I'll, and I'll then take there's your word for else. it. I don't know. There's people over there. It sounds like you figure it out as you live there. But yeah, so uh, that that's it. Which for, always makes sense for the uh, dynamic disc tunie sponsored by Latitude sixty four. <laughs> yes. So. Uh, and then the tournament that I did actually watch some coverage of, we have the CCR Open out of Lansing, Michigan. Is this, that Cre- Credence Clearwater Revival? It is, sponsored by Discraft. And and Credence actually was on a flatbed truck playing for every single hole for the lead card. What song? Or multiple songs? Uh, all the songs. I feel like it would be like uh, like Bad Moon would be a good one. <laughs> That's basically it. Oh, that's not. I don't. <laughs> yep, I don't. I'm <laughs> lost there. Do you know Creedence Clearwater? I do. Of course, I do. Okay. I feel like I just like sang Creedence song. You heard it. It was pretty clearly that was their thing. <laughs> it was very clear water. <laughs> Everyone knows that. Anyways. Anyways, um, I watched a lot, but I guess I didn't watch the parts that mattered. Well, Joe apparently watched this and didn't notice that Paul didn't putt at all. No, I watched. Well, Joe first, was like, "How did Garrett Gerthy win?" And the I'm first like, two rounds. What do you mean? How did your the first two rounds? He played great. You know, he didn't. Paul. Paul played terrible. No, he missed so many putts. He played. That's good. True he, did. He, he did. He but like his the putts that he missed were like. Uh, he missed. He's he's moved so into he moved into the points. world of right, but it was like circles. I had like stuff that were were like slam dunks forever for Paul that you see mortals miss like somewhat regularly. Exactly. That's that's pro disc golf right now. Yeah. That's, that's we. He has to make those. That's the reason he lost was he missed those putts. Well, yeah. It was it was like easily 
the theme of especially the second round. The first round wasn't as bad, but the second round was a lot of missed opportunities by Paul. It doesn't show it on his scorecards because he still played incredibly well. Right. And and still made his birdies. Well, it's like Disc Golf Valley, you know, like when you have a par on your scorecard on Disc Golf Valley, you know you missed you missed a birdie. Yes, like exactly. That's, that's all on you. Like you had a putt, you just screwed it. Paul is Paul is Disc Golf Golf Valley. That's that's what it is. He kinda is, if you think about it. Yeah. But I mean if if you look at at the at the C one X on on his things and his uh, and uh let's see, circle one. Yeah, C one X. So he was he was eighty four percent and legitimately a good portion of those were just like automatics for him. Yeah. And it was it was brutal. Like it was you were like, what is happening? And it it could just be our expectations of him. I think that's a big part of it. I think it's big because he had he had those struggles. And I call him struggles. He had he was playing like that last year. Yeah, that was a lot of his play last year. They were like I don't understand this. And then, but he start he started out this year so fire that it's not expected at all, or it is expected that he's going to hit everything within like forty five. Yes, but he had some circle one putts that, that didn't go, and you just don't expect to see that at all. And a couple of like two putts. So gross. Where you're just like, whoa! I'm sorry, three putts. Where you're like, oh, okay. So he's not going to make the comebacker either, and um, so it was it was just odd, uh, and and he was otherwise driving very very well, and and playing, but then he you saw him on the on the green and he just wasn't making putts. Well, and then you you couple that with this being a Garrett Gerthy course, like. Ooh, I get to throw big like, f- like flip Anheuser's over the trees. I get that, but but what is the throw that Garrett Gerthy has that that Paul McBeth doesn't? He has more distance than Paul. Yeah, a little bit, but like I think thirty feet. Right, but so this is what I think it is. Paul has been playing, and I didn't see the the final round, so I could be totally ra- wrong. But Paul has been playing more conservatively but it, i mean in a great way he's still taking the big shots um i think garrett's mindset is always like go for the insane get as far out there as i can uh and i think it worked out for him i think in the past it it's really messed girthy up because when you throw real far you can throw real far the wrong way but he was hitting all his lines um, I know I watched some of I watched like the start of the third round, which was like I probably watched three holes, which I missed all the good stuff. Paul McBeth could have put this tournament away in the second round with putting, with putting. Like he he makes three more putts, he wins, and and those three putts weren't even like oh, okay, it's a sixty five footer and he missed it. No, no, it was like they a twenty eight footer. They were circle one putts that Paul missed. Yeah, in the second round, and he could. He he already won the second round by quite a bit, and you know Garrett Gerthy was was up on him in the first round by a stroke, and then uh, Paul picked up three strokes on him to go ahead and ended up losing in the third round. You know, despite having that lead, and it really 
it was missed opportunities in that second round that ended up coming back to bite him. Well, you know, you know, like the real deal of why Garrett won, um, and the reason that I now like bag he's your this. spirit animal. You, no, he's like this little guy. He's not my spirit animal. Uh, he's very nice. I like him, but uh, that Sonic, bro. He had some great Sonic shots. That's Sonic. He knows that disc. When so are you well. gonna get yourself a Champ Sonic? When they come out, they're not out yet. I thought they, they were have Star ones. Their Champs aren't out yet. Mm. I don't Star think. would be fine. I know. I need to get one. I know. We need to just do a big uh, factory store. The Rick Pigs are gone. I want a Rick Pig. A Rick Pig, but what are you gonna? Where? So you're gonna have a Sonic in there and a Rick Pig and like? I don't know that I'll bag a Rick Pig. What are you I just gonna want do with one. them? Uh, but I'll throw that Sonic. I throw the Sonic. Oh, you throw the Sonic all the time. The Rick Pig was the one that I was. No, saying. that one is like I just want to read. I want to check it out again, and uh, it, I like the little piggy and uh, the piggy. Cool. The piggy is cute. It looks. I'll cool. give you that. Yeah, that's like legit. Like it. I, it's a fun looking disc. Um, I can't can't argue. Yeah, with that. nope. We're, and we're disc golf sick, and yep. we like buy shit. They're like, ooh, it's neat. a disease. So it's, it's uh, I want that, and I want that other thing, and I probably want a Barsby Eagle too that I won't throw. Yeah, man. But I it looks bag real nice, and, and throw them all the time. You did, you Kinda. did, and I would love T birds, and then I shifted to eagles, and you stopped throwing both of them, and then we don't throw any of them. I know. It's uh, I have some really nice eagles too. We do. We do have. Got good good stack eagles up there. Oh, I got like three on my. I have three like eleven times on my wall at my work. Yeah, well, eleven times aren't that rare. There's some, tons of those. I know they're just they're clean and pretty. Yeah, but nonetheless, eagles are great. If if you want like a slightly more fade T bird, get yourself an eagle. Which is why you see like Greg Barsby yeah. loves them because they're a little bit you know nicer, a little bit uh, um, a little bit flatter and. Uh, a little bit more fade, so like you can get some nice forehand lines out of them, and just like anything Innova, fresh their beef. Yes, yeah. So, uh, Eagles underrated fairway driver that we haven't talked about in a long time. But for all the talk about T birds, and and now that that um, you know Paul McBeth has moved on to Discraft, and he's got this this new like Greek king. Um, oh yeah, there's hella, there's hella F two Thunderbird. G stars too. <laughs> On the factory store, it's cool. <laughs> did you just? Did, what happened? Did we get censored or? Yeah, I censored myself. Oh, okay. Like I, someone, you might be able to decipher that. Please don't, and don't go and buy the said disc that I brought up. Got it. Okay. Because we're gonna buy all of them. But overall, good for Garrett Gerthy. He played great. He did. Um, he and really did. He just kind of continually shows what a well-rounded game he has. This is not as much as I'm like talking about how Paul McBeth could have putted his way to a win here uh, pretty easily. Garrett Gerthy, he does his forehand Sonics out of the woods, backhand Sonic shots. He's got awesome rock shots. He throws straight Heiser flips. He throws Anheuser bombs. He throws Heiser flip bombs. He's got so many different shots in his yeah, bag yeah. and and has all the power in the world, everything you you would want and he's got like his putt is cool too he's got like this cool kind of hyzer drop putt that he does and it's just got a lot of style with what he does has girthy ever made it out to the whatever the salt flats or whatever they do the distance throws i have no idea i don't think so i don't think so i i think he i think he could take it i think i i honestly and he is a small man i honestly think he has more power than simon 
So I, it, he's a ton of fun to watch and and kind of a you know different style than you see from some of the rest of the players. So it's it's honestly a joy. It's fantastic. Oh, t- and he's like a super positive dude. Um, I was on a card with him when I kited for phase at SFO two years ago, um, and he was just super positive and nice uh, to everyone on the card. Like it was a pleasure to be around him. Yeah, and and just you're gonna be impressed. He's gonna do things that you didn't think were possible, and throw elite distance. You know, he he is in that elite distance. Too. Oh yeah, hands down. And and then he also has that touch for those Heiser flip shots and the low speed shots and the Sonic. Like if you've ever thrown a Sonic, and you think of like, oh, he's not just he's a masher and blah blah blah. Well. Go go out in the Sonic. Uh, go out in the field. Throw a Sonic and uh, tell me how that goes for for someone that that doesn't have touch. So oh yeah, no, it's it's and you watch his form too, and you're like, that is insane. How is that good? But then he throws a Sonic 375, and you're like, yeah. Oh, his form is legit. Like everything is firing correctly. Absolutely wild. So yeah, good times. All right, are you, are you ready to do a do do a deer review? Oh, I am. I totally have like. Oh shoot! I did it again. Oh no, we're good. I uh, I forgot to hit FPL. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, my bad. Well, the couple took it down. So, uh, FPO for CCR Open, we had uh, Jessica Weiss taking it down at 11 down. Gosh, quite a win. So. Oh yeah. Uh, and then Sarah Hokum in second place at two down, and then Vanessa Van Dyken. In third place at three over, and then uh, Lauren Butler in fourth place at five over, and Erica Sinkcomb at six over. Stinchcomb, and then uh, Hannah Macbeth in sixth place. I just had to mention that at seven over. Yeah, no. Well, she was. I think she was like in third going to the second day. Like she, she's been doing that. So recently, where I lapsed because we don't have we don't have Katrina Allen or Paige, right? You know, so I I wasn't I to me when I don't see those players, it's a week off. Yep, kind of, totally. Yeah. What I was going to say real quick is Hannah Macbeth has been able able to um, pull together like one or two good rounds each tournament. She's just not been able to like stay consistent, Mm -hmm. but that's a good sign. Good for her. Yeah. So uh, that's uh, for CCR Open. Do we want to? And I know it's already started. Did you do your pick six for? I did not. For Deglo? No. I did not. Which is why I left it off the itinerary. Oh, sorry. For this one. Because I, I didn't I didn't do it. I did mine. You did? I did mine, yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll do mine because okay. if you don't know, with UDISC uh, pick six... You have to put it in before the tournament starts, so there's no way that yep. that I made these picks once the the tournament was rolling. Um, so I'll give my picks and I'll give my reasoning behind. I won't say at all what's going on at the tournament. Um, you'll find that out later. So this is the Great Lakes Open presented by Discraft. Yes. Uh, so I took, um, I mean, I took two FBO players because. Cat and uh, Paige Pierce are playing, so okay. Those are my two. Um, at this point, 
if I had to rank them, I, I would. I mean, just if we've looked at the recent tournaments, I think Paige Pierce is on the run. She has been, yeah. She's been so, tearing it so, up. So I would go Pierce, then Cat. And then, um, although out of order, the order that I would have put them in, um, I did pick Girthy again, which was kind of a bad pick. Now I'm thinking about it just going back to back is tough. And he, I think he did the same thing after um, Masters. He had fell a, off Had a an bit. off week. Yep. Okay. But I did pick, I put Girthy. Um, I picked a wild card uh, just because he's played well, uh, I think, at the Masters Cup as well. But he had a little bit of injury, but I saw his name and went with it. So I have uh, Anthony Barella in third. Oh, wowzers. Yeah. And and I'll show my phone to Robin so he knows this. No, is I, not... I believe you. And I probably just spoiled shit by, yeah. by being uh, reactionary and then, to and that. And then in second, uh, I picked... Uh, speaking of America, KJ USA. Nice. I like um, it. And then first, Macbeth. Solid. Solid. So it all makes sense. Speaking of which, uh, thinking about KJ, uh, did did Naibo play in the... Is Where is Naibo? I miss him. That You know what? That's an excellent question because we've been off of of Naibo for like... I haven't even said haven't his name this year. I know. Like, so, and that kind of bums me out. That's wild. I hadn't even thought about that. I think he's like, there's a new KJ. I don't want to play anymore. KJ Naibo, why are you hiding from us? Yeah, dude. KJ Naibo is awesome. Um, if you're new to the sport and the only KJ you know is Kevin Jones, uh, go look yourself up some KJ Naibo. Like, he was like five-time uh, European champion, and by five it might be like eight. I don't know. He's a killer. He is awesome. He doesn't have a follow-through, but he crushes. And has a nice run of uh, signature T-Birds that are very overstable. Oh, yeah. Nice swirly swirly star so, T-Birds. I would love to give my picks, but I've now spoiled myself by looking at the scores. And uh, that'd be kind of disingenuous and possibly a spoiler for everyone. But uh, I cannot wait to see the coverage of this one. We should be, should, so the other, should be like yeah. very soon. The other people I thought about picking um, were Heimberg... And uh, Hamas, because he's solid choices for this. Earhart's been playing really he well has, recent and too. He's been killing it on the mic. He has Earhart. I I really enjoy Earhart as yeah, a commentator. Totally. Uh, so yeah, no, it's it's uh, this. If you didn't know, is the course that Paul Macbeth uh, threw an eighteen down on last year. Definitely a different field of competition. They also there are. Um, they made a few changes, nothing huge. I think the only thing they've really done is um, they've added s- some OB spots that weren't there before. Definitely when it comes to to the conversation of perfect rounds, the 18 down on this course oh, yeah. is, is the best round we've ever seen. Oh, 100%. So um, regardless of how you define perfect um, – that that round and that putt to to make it 18 down yep. stones man well and he shit like if you watch that round too he was inches away from having a 19 down round yeah like he had that throw in almost on like whatever five or something so um awesome course cannot cannot wait to to get on the coverage so that's oh yeah and and uh 
There is live going on, which is fantastic. It's looking good. Uh, and there will be post-produced, I assume, Parsave, uh, right? Because it's Disc Golf Pro Tour. Yeah. That's what they're called? Um, it, It'll be Parsave. And I know CCDG And is... CCDG and Jomez and, uh, uh, sorry, no Parsave. Oh, uh, great. GK Pro. Okay. So it'll be um, uh, CCDG, GK Pro, and I'm not seeing actually Jomez on here. Nope. So, and then live video by Disc Golf Network. Ooh. Which is DGPT. Yeah. So. But yeah, no, it was good stuff. Uh, and it's, yeah. I'm happy that they're on YouTube I've, again. I've yet to hit the, the GK Pro channel. So that'll be. I didn't know it existed. That'll be. I, it was. I, we talked about it last week, I think, in in uh, conversation about this. So. Oh, you're right. Be, you're right. Welcome, everyone. Well. Wow. So that okay, you're connected to the television. That'll happen. So yeah, so I'm excited to watch all the stuff. Uh there like I said, a round did happen today. There was a big lightning delay. Um yep. hopefully that weather moves on and they can finish up clean, but there was some there was some great golf that happened. Yeah. No I'm sorry to be a spoiler. Nobody threw an eighteen down. Joe. I, I mean, know. I know I'm a bad I mean, person. Come, like why why is it why has it gotta be that way? Why, why do you have to... Because there's two more rounds. I mean, we... Still could happen. We have a strict no-spoiler po- uh, you know, no, uh, policy we, on this we podcast. Actually, we don't at all. We don't at all. No, it's it's a thing. We say it at the beginning of every episode. Disc Golf Podcast, spoiler-free. Oh, you forgot to and say now, it this And episode. now here's my friend Joe. Uh, we're going to stop the podcast right here. We're going to start over because we forgot to say that. What's up, disc golfers? Welcome to the spoiler-free Disc Golf Podcast. My name is Robin. Alongside me... My longtime acquaintance, Joe. You're going to get spoiled. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> All right. Well, it is time for our world-famous deer review, our disc and beer pairing, where we take a disc, we take a beer, we review them both, and let you know whether you should bring on the course. Tonight, we have the Axiom Pyro, which, according to Infinite Discs, is a five-speed, four-glide, zero-turn, 2.5-fade mid-range disc. Um, this thing's some beef. Yes. Pretty, pretty overstable. Yes. And we're pairing it. And that was uh, sent to us by Yulian. Thank you, Yulian. We appreciate all of the, uh, the gyro discs you've sent us. And we're pairing that with Rugged Lands by Jolly Pumpkins Artisan Ales. This is in 7.3% IPA. So sent to us by Michael Morris. Yes, indeed. Another just, you know. All-time listener, beer sender. Yep. Just awesome dude extraordinaire. Challenging, you know, dino dick status. Right. I mean, is he's not quite Brody, but he sent enough beer to be challenging it. I mean, I'm... Oh, yeah. No, he's up there. He's I'm up there. Sure he's, he's at very least got dino balls. Yeah. I mean, if the, at very least. the scales... If we had to put it to a scale, I'm sure... As long as they're not going up against a baby dick, he's all right. This is max weight here. We're talking. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> Whatever that is. All right, Joe, where do you want to start? Disc? I'm going to start with a disc because this is like, um, yeah, this is this is my wheelhouse. Like the overstable mid-range is like a love of mine. So before I got this disc, um, Yulian, who sent it to us, sent us a ton of other 
uh, Axiom and MVP mid ranges. Um, and I was throwing them in the field and, and I really dug them. And one of the discs that I, I liked um, was the Vector. And uh, if you don't, if you're new to the show, you don't know, like one of the staples of my bag is the Pine. Um, I love that. Very stable mid-range, but still has a ton of glide, uh, and and the speed works great. It's something I throw a lot. I can get it to go straight for a long time, but no, it's going to finish. Um, so I really dug the Vector from MVP, but it wasn't as stable as uh, my Pine is. So I was like, man, I wish there was like a disc there and then i also throw a turbulence which is a streamlined runway which is a super beefy mid-range and so i like message julian as i'm like testing these discs and i'm like hey man like is there something because i I, the numbers aren't always right between those discs either so me doing my own research kind of didn't feel like it would make sense so i just messaged julian and said hey is there a mid between a vector and a turbulence because like that's what i want to check out you know i've i've toyed with the idea and i think i even said on the podcast of like building a a, a gyro bag with streamline too um and i'm like that's a piece that i need if i want to go forward and he's like you know what the pyro is supposed to be exactly that the pyro is supposed to be in like that that pine world where it's uh nice and straight when you smash it um but it's dependable it'll fade you know it's 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 beefier than the vector um we got it and it is a way beefier than a pine yeah this i i joe explained it to me just like he did just now and i was expecting something that wasn't gonna just go left out of my hand right um, and while it didn't do exactly that, it was real close. It was real close. Like, so we, yeah, we just did the Bobcat, what, three or four weeks ago. And, and that one, I was like, it's a little beefier pine, but it's like real close to maybe like a fresh pine. It's been a while since I had a fresh pine. Um, this is much beefier than the Bobcat. Yeah, it, it very overstable, significant amount of fade, not a lot of, of straight flight before that. Um, I, it's not like I don't like it. No, it it serves a a a great function. The other interesting thing about these ones is that these are in their like prism style. So this no, ax- these aren't. These are not. They aren't. No, but, but they have the. Oh, you're right. Okay, so no, these uh, are neutron. Got it. So yeah. axiom. They did make those though. They they there are the the watermelon ones are. Yeah, but the the rim looks proton to me, doesn't it? Yeah, maybe I don't know. They're the from the circuit challenge, so so the you could totally be right. the Axiom Pyro and it, the rim looks to me like like it's proton plastic. Yeah, you're right. And the the core looks like neutron. So, I mean it it like part of the the deal with with um the overmolds is they claim that that overmold outer plastic is more dense right and therefore generates more spin there's the ones that are like both proton okay like rim and inside and those are like yeah the, but like what's the point of having an overmold uh, that's no totally no and they're getting that the same shit. two plastics yeah. yeah no totally uh you know what the point is it's hella pretty yeah that's true i mean 
I mean, I knew I knew the answer. I mean, yeah. I just... Anyways, going back to that, I think Robin's whole point is thinking that that would... I guess my issue was, I, I like the idea of it, but why would I bag this over a streamlined runway or a deflector? You know, uh, what what makes the pyro more unique than, than those ones? And I... I don't have the answer for that because to me, the deflector definitely more overstable. Yes. Like, yes. and, and that makes sense to me. Like, okay, that is the most overstable thing I can throw. Let me get on that. The, the runway very close to the deflector. It, it's basically like, but it's a, a solo meld, you know, yeah, I, I get it, it. It's, it's pretty much what the runway is to the deflector. The pyro is to the runway. Yeah. So the pyro is just one step below the 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 runway in in terms of stability in my mind and i don't know that i needed that it it's cool like it, it works but i i was expecting it to be like a more significant drop like i still wanted to be right, overstable right but i didn't want it to be incredibly overstable and i guess with all that said and and you haven't had a chance to really throw it more with all that said the then step down from this to a vector is yeah huge yes like it's a like yes the vector i could pull and it goes straight for a long time and, yes. and barely fade and i was wanting like i said i was wanting a pine i was wanting the vector that's is hook close up to a little buzz harder. territory exactly it's like a ti ti buzzish yeah um maybe a little beat on it yeah uh, and exactly and i was like i want i want a pine. i want a, i want a gyro pine like yeah. i'm super into that that sounds amazing to me and this was not it and like robin said doesn't mean it's a bad disc. First off, it fucking looks amazing. It's super pretty. I love. I love. Um, and it has to be Axiom, right? Because of different colors and stuff. It is Axiom. Yeah. Yes. Um, Axiom. Um, it. They're pretty discs. Like I. I love. I guess we should repeat it for anyone that that's not sure that's uh, new to the the sport. But um, the way you tell the difference between Axiom and MVP, uh, MVP, the rim is always black. Yep. Um, on Axiom, you'll have multicolors. Yep. So, R- different rim, different flight plate, all sorts of yeah, uh, prettiness. But on on MVP, you'll always have that black rim. Yep. So, uh, so yeah, it was it just beef. It was beef. It really. And now that I have, I mean, I bag a turbulence and I throw it a lot. Um, that's probably beat up enough that it flies really similar. Yeah. Almost the same as the pyro does. I I could see them beating in and and being in that same range, um, and I I do like it. It's and this is also like the circuit challenge ones too. Like as they make more production runs, like there's totally a chance that it'll mellow out. Like that yeah. happens sometimes. And it's beadless. It's nice and low profile. Nice and flat. Oh, it, it feels great. Um, it it. It's great for a forehand shot, great for a backhand shot, uh, overstable all you want out of it. I mean, you can you can get, if you want big fade out of it and you want to throw some flex shots with it, whether it's forehand or backhand, this is a great disc for it. You should you should check it out. So yeah. um, if you're looking for that in your bag, like something where you need some flex lines uh, or some big fade in, in a mid-range, the pyro is definitely something you want like if you're a gyro purist and you're like streamline isn't isn't really gyro it's solo mold 
but you want that like step down from the deflector because it's just too much. You mean the the runway? No, deflector is deflector is is gyro. Yes. So I'm saying if you only throw gyro and you don't want to touch streamline because it's solo mold. Yeah. But you want that step down oh, okay, from a got deflector. It, got it. Sorry, I thought you meant that you. Yeah, I'm right. I no. misread you. Yeah, yeah. So if you want to step down and you want to stay with gyro, like this is a beautiful place to go. Yeah, absolutely. What was that? That was my computer telling me that the battery's low because I didn't charge it. Bad Joe. But this battery lasts like forever. We're fine for the rest of the show. Yeah. <laughs> that was a nice uh, soundboard you just plugged in there. That was great. It was my That was my prompt to close the show out. And, oh, no, it's fine. And ask you to... Uh, and ask you to give your review. Of well, we the... didn't even talk about the beer. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we gotta. Oh, well, I I heard the sounder that makes me you know have to close the show out, so I just picked. Oh, sorry. It was a, it was not meant to happen. I'll be honest and say that was not me touching the soundboard. But it's it's like the music when you're on the on the stage for the Academy Awards. Oh God, yeah, I know. Which you and I both have experience. I want. The, and I feel about- like, is it a, there, is it a Chappelle skit where they have like that, like you can like play it in your home to like end conversations and shit. Nope. I definitely have like coworkers that I really want to just start playing music. And be like I don't want to talk to Speaking you anymore. Speaking of like soundboard editions, that'd be great. Like I actually I need that on my side. Nope. it's more often that you nope. do it. Not gonna happen. Oh, it's v- very much I do it. That's why you don't get a soundboard. Well, that's not fair. Uh, so, anyways, like, what other this, weapons do I have? This beer. <laughs> we're just moving on. This shit. It, well, I mean, with no surprise, it being um, from Michigan or Minnesota, Michigan, Michigan. Uh, this shit is dank. You think so? I think it's definitely more like. I guess the way I talk about it is when we first were doing. Um, like Founders beers, I was always like, they're hella malty. And then I realized it's the hop style. And like the malt that I feel like is malt is really just the the type of, of hops. So uh, commonly malt uh, can be confused with uh, sweetness and booziness. So those are the two things that sometimes the word malt can, can be, you know, kind of used to describe. Right. Um, so this one has Northwest Chinook, Michigan Chinook, and Falconer's Flight, and then Mosaic Hops. Those are the four. And I know my mosaics well, but those other ones, I ain't know them. So they're saying uh, Rugged Lands, Lush Hop Forward, Tropical Notes of Tangerines, Oranges, Guavas, Peaches, and Nectarines. Is, For is sure. What they're saying the fruit, which is all true. Um, I don't get malt on this one, but I think the sweetness. That's exactly that's what, what I was well, getting and at. That's, and that was my point. And that's why I said dank, because that's the... For me, like that's what I've learned in my palate, anyways, is more like when they say dank on the can. Yeah. Like that's more. So to me, I I say this is just like more on the sweet end yeah. of the spectrum of those fruity flavors. And it is flavors. fucking super hot. So there's some of them where they have the, the, these IPAs that have the strong fruity flavors, pineapple and whatnot, that are very bitter. And so you right. don't get that kind of sweeter finish. This is a little bit smoother, but it still has those fruity flavors and thus tastes a little bit sweeter as a result. So yeah. um, I I really like it. Also, Jolly Pumpkin Artisan Ales. 
that's that's a legit good name. No, they make great beer. I think we've had some Jolly Pumpkin before. Like I've heard very good things about them. I'm I I know we've had we've if we haven't reviewed it, someone has sent us Jolly Pumpkin stuff before. I feel like I this is the fir- my first experience. I don't think so. Which is good because I I love the beer. And maybe I'm just on like the beer channel on Slack so much that I just see a lot of Jolly Pumpkin, but I'm pretty positive we've had Jolly Pumpkin. Um I I'm not going to lie, this is one of my favorites. It's great. Uh, the, it's it's not only is it smooth, but it's got a lot of rich flavor to it. Um, it's smooth, but I get, it lets you know it's. I could see people seven percent. I could see people complaining about it because it's not very distinct. Um, it there's not a lot that separates it flavor wise. I'd say. Um, so, I could see people tasting and be like, okay, it's another kind of smooth fruity IPA. And uh, with with some hops that we're all well aware of, but at the same time, I don't see a problem with that. I don't know. I feel like it's kind of it's got its own thing kind of going there. It's it's got a lot going on. Um, I feel like I drink it and I see seven three and I go, yeah, totally. But not because it's boozy, but no, I don't get boozy at all. And the and the way that like yeah, it transitions from the sweet to the bitter. Um, Let's me know it's it's doing some work. Uh, I I think it it tastes great. It smells fantastic. You get all that fruit on the nose for sure. Like you get that like tangerine and pineapple all together. It tastes great. It's in a sixteen ounce can. You can't go wrong with that. Seven three. Another thing that's fantastic. Like it's a it's a it's a legit beer. And I didn't realize this until right now, looking at this, that this is. Um, at this point in time, a one hitter. Is it? Yeah. Oh, all right. Said brewed once. Sixty-five IBUs. Rugged lands by Jelly Pumpkins Artisan Ales, out of Michigan. So. Yeah. No, I th- I think it's it's pretty darn fantastic. Again, sent to us by Michael Morris. Yeah. Thank so. you. Um. So I think we can we can wrap a little bit. I mean, this is the beer is fantastic. Oh yeah, I'll drink this all the time. Uh, the disc, I, I guess I'll start here. Um, I really like it. It's it's fantastic. It's another one of those discs that I don't have a great place for. It's another overstable mid-range, which disc companies have been pumping out of late. Everyone's trying to, to fill that category. And this was one of the major complaints we had with... Oh, yeah. MVP Axiom Streamline. Well, if you like didn't a know, year ago, we had MVP Steve on our show. If you didn't know, if you haven't been listening for a long time, we have an interview. It's I don't know if it's worth going back and listening. Probably to. Probably not. But uh, this was something we asked him. We said, "Where's your and, overstable mid?" And it's not because MVP Steve wasn't a good guest. It's because we were still learning how to record podcasts. No, totally. And it's it's just it's so, not our format too. Yeah. Unless they're sitting here getting hammered and talking shit to me like what's the point yeah so that's it's ian we're but fine. that was one of our big questions like when are you guys going to come out with an overstable line of mid-ranges or putters and then they spent the next two years doing exactly that well it was it really wasn't even just mid-range and putters at first it was like everything i threw gyro was like turnover monster and now they're like fuck you joe yeah you can't throw any of these discs yeah. i'm like yeah you win it basically it was at, when the interview happened it was like when are you guys gonna make a harp bro and and mm. uh now the harp is dead yep and nobody cares but yep. 
Rip. Now it's like, when are you going to make a zone, bro? And then they did. And, <laughs> and then they made the entropy, and we're like, all right. All right. That's pretty close. So where's our Buzz OS? Yeah. And, uh, and they're like, oh, you want? I'll give you a deflector, which will shit on your Buzz OS. I'm like, okay. It's funny. Like, disc golf trends go. Like, discs, new discs all the time. Overstable is king. It is. Everybody loves Overstable. The Firebird. Long-standing tradition of, of people loving it. Overstable as fuck. People love overstable. We don't we don't want a Comet SS. Or Joe like, loves overstable. Like nobody enough to talk in the third person. Nobody ever gets a understable disc. I'm like man, I would really love a more understable version of this. We just are geared towards overstable. Oh yeah, because it, well, it's that. So you play disc golf for the challenge, right? So like, I think for both of us, the reason we started playing and playing more is like. I want to get better. Like I want to work harder and be better at this game and lower my score and everything. And it's that like that bit of, uh, you know, trying to win all the time. And then you get the overstable shit and you're like, I just need to throw it harder. I, I, I agree with that. But I also think that it's, you know, when you've turned over an understable disc, you made a mistake, you fucked up, you grip locked it. Oh yeah. And like, the you see the world ending as it as it just turns and turns and turns. You wave to it and then glides and glides and goes and goes and just in the worst possible direction. But speaking of which, I bet your eagle is still off of hole one at Crane. If you threw an overstable disc, at a certain point, you know that's going to end. Yeah. So like it's the you o- can trust that shit. You you can trust that no matter what you do, at some point. That disc is going to come back. Yep. yep. And and I think that's what it is. It's it's trust. Right. Overstability is trust. Yep. And I'll tell you right now, Pyros, you're not turning that shit over. So for all the people out there that have not yet locked in their form, which is like 99% of you, and if you think that you're not in that group, well, you're probably pro and don't know yet, or you're joking yourself. So... That's that's not a thing. But, but no, if you know you're not in that group, yeah, you're probably a pro. Yeah, if you think anything, you're wrong. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> but it, it, I think that's what it is. Like that's why all these overstable discs get so popular, is because we know we can make mistakes and and they'll fix them to some degree. And this is another disc where, in that mid range land you can get a lot of different shot shapes out of it you can get some great fade out of it and it'll be a consistent disc for you so yeah no um but with all that said i bag a turbulence you bag a buzz os yep there's there's no point in this disc in our bags with that said i only have one turbulence we had two and i lost one in la when that goes away i think i would probably feel confident just popping one of these bad boys in to take its place easily and, yeah. and feel fine with it. So uh, I'm not going to bag it now. It's one of those discs, you know, and Robin brought up a, a perfect point. And I think anytime we bring up, like if I'm on a vacation and I just grab a disc like this, it's, it comes down to trust and you can trust this disc all day, every day. It's going to do the same thing. Yeah. Uh, you're not going to worry about it flipping and, and rolling down a hill. It's going to be beef. And uh, it's nice, and it's pretty, and it feels real good. Yeah, I agree. I, I I got no no qualms with that. I think 
just to wrap up my thought about overstable and trust, the way most of us amateur disc golfers play, overstable is, is do you trust the disc? Understable is do you trust yourself? Oh, that's somebody that's write what that it down because we'll forget it. So, I mean, uh, Slack, please, someone uh, like pin that or message it to us or something. That was, I like that. That was good. So, I, that's that's all I got for this one. I love the beer, the pyro, a great overstable mid range. Yeah, they're killing it. Nice feel to it, beadless. I wish it was just a little less stable. I I, do I would too. still trust it as much if it was if, if it was my pine. If it was just a tad less stable, it it would be a home run. Yeah, if it if it was my pine, if it was my pine, if it was a bobcat, if it was any of those like yeah, like I could build my bag, but my bag, if I was gonna go gyro whatever, there's still a hole. Yeah. Uh, so that's two out of four. Um. Like I want to say something about like Paul's putting, but it doesn't really make sense. I think it's probably Eric Oakley and Eagle. I watched it. Well, I we brought it up earlier too, saying that the four players that we knew well that were there, uh, yeah, they're only the half, two out of the four made the, it. They're the half that did it. So, so th- well, and to bring it, you know, to all the way home, uh, the ratings actually America. <laughs> Fuck yeah! As represented in the Tuny. Yep. Sponsored by Latitude sixty four. Well, Discraft, by presi- yeah, that one. Dynamic disc, not Discraft. That's what I meant. Yeah, DD. All right. Well, uh, that's all we got for you in this episode of the Disc Golf Podcast. Be sure to check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash the Disc Golf Podcast. We do a pre-show every single week. It's like a second Disc Golf Podcast. It's amazing. You'll check it out. You won't regret it. I promise. After that, join our Slack group. You can hit our website, throwstuffatstuff.com. There's a join Slack link. We have an awesome disc golf community. Over 600 people. That has just organically grown. And there's channels for your local area. There's channels for learning about disc golf. There's channels for cooking. There's channels for learning about things that you really wish you didn't learn about. It's just kind of, we let it grow. We let it do its thing. And everyone is super chill, very welcoming. If you want to talk to people about disc golf, you need to be there. There's places to learn about everything you could possibly want to about disc golf. You can even trade discs with people. It's it's incredible. So throwstuffandstuff.com, hit the join Slack link. Maybe before you do that, hit the uh, you know disc golf podcast store link and like buy some stuff. But you you don't have to. It's it's cool. We don't mind. Finally, hit that five stars. Leave an awesome review because you love this podcast and we love you. Thank you very much. Get out there this weekend and throw stuff at stuff. This is a song for the aceless. For those with aces, listen closely. Don't always have to huck it hard In fact, sometimes that's not right to do Sometimes you got to lay it up And fucking not run an ace or two Sometimes you got to ease If you want to put the D's and the B's 
Sometimes you got to say, hey, I'm gonna throw it softly. I'm gonna hug it gently. I'm gonna flick it smoothly. I'm gonna toss it so sweetly. And then you say, hey, I hit some metal. And then you say, wait a minute, Robin. I think I'm starting to get it now Could you fill my throat for me? That's fucking teamwork What's your favorite disc? That's cool with me It's not a trespass But I guess it works for you What's your favorite beer? The only answer is an IPA So let's go to the bar And then I'm gonna flick it so sweetly then I'll fucking hug it softly And then I'll fucking throw it perfectly But then I'm gonna hug